Hi, this is Cage Coleman, host of Game On, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for 14-year-old female Heather Riggio, Caucasian, 5'1", 120 pounds, blue eyes, and blonde hair. She went missing May 6, 2007 from North Miami Beach. Heather has a tattoo of a Chinese star on her lower back and a tattoo on her ankle. Her ears and lips are pierced. Heather was last seen wearing a pink top, jeans, and high heels. So if you know of Heather Riggio's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Heather, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to futureismissing.com. Thank you. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Stars that shine between the lines. If you would let yourself go, find some place you know. You can use your words, use your hands. You can change the world. Just pretend, express yourself, take a chance and you'll see who you'll be. It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice Network. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. I'm Kaye Kelly, and this week we're switching it up, and I'll be your co-host this week while Young Ju is away. And I'm Keelan Darrow. I'm glad that you're co-hosting with me today because we have a very awesome theme this week, which is concerts and music. So music is a big part of many teenagers' lives. I know personally that my mom gets pretty mad at me because I'm always playing music when I'm listening to... Um, when I'm working on my homework and um, some of my favorite artists I have a huge range would probably be right now like Dispatch with like the general and other different songs like that great choices I'm actually always listening to a very wide variety of music as well whenever my iPod goes in the shuffle mode it's always a very random mix I listen to pop alternative country and even some Broadway songs so today's show we'll be talking all about music concerts and some of the interesting side effects that music brings into our lives so our health beat reporter in Orlando Florida Nicole Eubanks is going to look at what kind of music are actually best for you our original main host, show administrator, and musical talent, Stephen Zhao, will take us behind the scenes of the music business. And our Nature Calls reporter, 12-year-old Isaiah Ranking, takes us to India to find out how music is used to control cobras. So this episode is definitely going to be enlightening. And don't forget us, Kai. We are also going to share our experiences with fab concerts and music tours. Yep, it sounds like a lot of fun and I can't wait. So without further fanfare, let's get our health beat reporter on with us to share the benefits of music. So hi, Nicole. Hey. Um, are there really any type of music that you think are better for you than others? Um, yeah, and I myself was pretty surprised to find all this. Um, so just 
to get or no to incorporate this week's theme into my segment I was thinking of really all the types of music that I listen to on a regular basis. And like you guys, I definitely have a very, very wide range of, you know, the genres I'll listen to. And for a little inspiration, I had a little dance party by myself, I'll admit it. And I noticed that some songs put me in a really happy mood and some made me, like whenever the music was slower, it made me pay attention to the actual lyrics. And, um, just other ones kind of just put me in just a, a mood that made me feel like I was on top of the world, like I could do anything. So the idea for my segment today is how and why do certain kinds of music make me, you or me uh, feel a certain way? And that was a very confusing question, I know. Um, but with no time to waste, let's figure it out. Just for the heck of it, let's start with pop. It's probably one of the most listened to genres out there. And whenever I listen to it, I just have to sing along and dance. And I'm just very happy and just peppy whenever I listen to it. And this is because music, just in general, whatever type it is, they, um, it alters your brain waves, which affect your mood even after the music has stopped playing. So in a more understandable look, music can make you happy and more negative music can negatively affect your mood as well. However, there has been a study, and although it's not 100% proven, I still thought it was kind of cool. Um, I know whenever I was like in elementary school and high school, my teachers used to play classical music like Bach or Beethoven when I worked. So um, it was because that it was shown that classical music actually increases intelligence, which, you know, it's not 100% proven, but I mean, <laughs> I thought it was a cool fact. Um, and another study was that metal can actually, well, the genre metal um, has the opposite effect of classical, but it can also have the same effect if you truly, truly like it and it makes you happy. So, I mean, it was kind of just a confusing study, but I mean, I thought it was cool to include. Um, so with those scientific explanations out of the way, we can cover the rest of the genres with a breeze now that we know what we do. So. I chose rap as the next genre. I myself am a huge, huge fan of rap, but it can negatively affect your mood because most rap, I mean, except for, you know, alternatives or like religious rap, it's pretty negative sometimes. So it could put you in a more angry mood. And last but not least, rock, it can either negatively or positively affect your mood. It just depends on what you're listening to, as in rock with negative or, you know, positive messages. It'll affect your mood differently. So this is obviously not all of the genres of music. Um, but if you want to know more about your own type that I didn't mention, you now know how a scientist would analyze a song to your mood. So you can still figure it out if you're curious. And just to wrap it up, if your favorite type of music was mentioned negatively, you obviously like it enough for it to be your favorite and it makes you happy. So don't think that just you just can't listen to it anymore because of some scientific reasons. Um, if it makes you happy, then keep on listening. And that's about it. So uh, have a good day, guys. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so, so what would you say are the music kinds of music that are better for resting? Definitely uh, classical type of music. It's kind of like in uh, the class, what I mentioned about the classrooms, which I mean, that, well, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> well, 
Well, I would definitely have to keep that in mind this summer because I plan on doing a lot of resting and relaxing. So maybe I'll download a few classical types of music on my iPod this summer. But what is your personal favorite genre of music? Oh, my God. There are so many. I don't know. I, I love all of them. It's hard to choose. Probably. I know. I know. I don't know. I like weird music. I'm not really into techno and things like that, though. I definitely relate to that, actually, only because I'm the same exact way. Like, I usually don't listen to, like, electronic music. I know Icona Pop just came out with a very fabulous song, and I started listening to that. And so I guess it, for me, it really just depends on the song. What about you, Kai? It's, it's really hard, and I think it's, like, favorite genre of music could be really easily explained. If you look at my iPod, there's, like, a playlist for all different types of moods. I play this for studying. I have a playlist for... Oh, when I, it's a Friday night and I'm out with my friends, I have a playlist for, like, when I'm just in a kind of chill mood. And there's all um, covered different genres of music. And I think that's what, what's great about the kind of technology we have now. You can listen to basically whatever you want all the time. Um, a question for you, Nicole. Do you think music can affect other things like growth or possibly, besides your mood, what else do you think mu- music can be affected by? Um, I, I mean... I thought it would be kind of just, well, I mean, I don't know why I thought this, but I thought it could be cool or an interesting thing if it could affect, like, growth of a human, but apparently it's just irrelevant. (laughs) Um, But it can affect plant growth. I know that. So, I mean, that's pretty much it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will definitely have to keep that in mind because all my plants, I just do not have green um, so maybe I'll blast some Justin Bieber or Selena Gomez next time I have a plant in my bedroom. <laughs> but uh, are the mood changes significant after listening to certain kinds of music? Uh, sometimes. Like if you're in a really bad mood, for example, and you listen to negative music, um, or like, for example, some of the ones I mentioned before, it can intensify the feeling um, on the other hand, if you're in a really good mood and you listen to negative music, your personality will, isn't just going to jump, you know, from being all happy to just hating the world. <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, so how much time during the day would you say you spend time listening to music? Like, I know for me, I probably listen as soon as I get home from school all the way through until basically I break maybe dinner, but I'm always listening to music. But what Um, a pretty good percentage of my day, actually. I mean, at my school, summer, but school, we're allowed to listen to, well, it depends on the teacher, too, but <laughs> at my school, we're allowed to listen to um, music during classwork time, or, and I also listen to it in between classes and at lunch, um, on the ride home, and even just, like, hanging out with friends, so, I mean, a lot of my day is dedicated to music, I would say. Yeah, when I think about how much I listen to music, I don't feel like I really have my iPod and my earbuds in that often, but I do always have the radio turned up, or if I'm in a store, you always hear the background music. So I think with just us in general, we always have music around us, but we don't always recognize it. So you don't always have to have earbuds in to be listening to music. So I think that's really 
interesting because I know just going out and shopping, I don't realize it, but I hear the music in the background and, you know, really yeah. sometimes does hit me. But I think it's just interesting to see that you really are constantly listening to music and sounds. So exactly, I'm just very curious on the numbers. How often do people listen to music? On average, I this is like insane, but on a on average, a person will listen to music for like two and a half hours a day. And I got I got to like thinking about it, and it started to kind of make sense though, because I mean, could you really picture your day with like no music at all? Yeah, that's definitely true. Thanks for sharing all of this with us, Nicole. I definitely never knew music affected this us this much. Me either. That was actually extremely interesting, Nicole. When we return, we'll be talking to Isaiah Rankin with his segment, Nature Calls. Make sure to check out the photos, descriptions, links, gossip, and more at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Facebook and tweet your friends to join our party. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying in tune to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, where the world listens. I'm Caitlin Darrow. It's all about music today at Express Yourself Teen Radio. 
I'm Kaya Kelly, by the way, and we are also celebrating because for the fourth year in a row, Be The Star You Are charity has been honored with the prestigious 2013 top-rated award by great nonprofits, and that's the leading provider of user reviews about nonprofit organizations. So thanks a lot for voting for us. Yes, thank you. What an accomplishment. Now, our youngest reporter, 12-year-old Isaiah Rankin, is with us to share a fascinating aspect of music that, frankly, I had not thought about. And actually, I'm really not sure if I want to think about it, but Isaiah is taking us to India with Nature Calls, where music is being used for snake charming. Hi, Isaiah. Hi. Can you tell us a little bit about how humans can control snakes with music? Yes, I can. So today's topic is all about music, and my segment is Nature Calls, so I decided to do something, a little something called snake charming. Now, snake charming is the practice to hypnotize a snake. Now, this originates from India. It is very common, actually. Um, uh, snake charming is basically a street for performance, or people can do it professionally. Uh, it is a typical to see it almost everywhere throughout India, from little markets to on the street to festivals to even, you know, birthday parties of some sorts. Uh, it, it brings people across the world to see snake charming from, you know, United States to Europe to Australia to everywhere. Um, ancient Egypt is actually where it all started. Now, they, I have no idea how they figured this out. No one really does. I mean, it's actually really magnificent to see it. If you ever had a chance to see it, I would go see it. But it originates in ancient Egypt, and they actually use this for royal entertainment. That means they would entertain the kings, the queens of Egypt with the snake charming. Usually snake charming is they, the performers, which is either an Indian woman or an Indian man, they roll out a mat, they take uh, deadly snakes. That's just what makes the experience, experience even more you know, exciting. And they put the deadly snakes in the basket and they play a special, special instrument called the pungai. Now, I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing that right. But the pungai, basically, they play a special tune, and the snake will rise out of the basket, and it will lift the basket lid off with them, and it will do a sort of, like, majestic dance. Now, they not only make the, the snake rise out of the basket, what they also do is they can use sleight of hand, or they can either, they can juggle the snakes. That's how amazing that is. Um, this act is actually very, very dangerous. Um, many people cannot do it on just on their first time. They have to have years of experience and training because if they get bitten, it will be very, very brutal. Now, the crowds, it, 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 it attracts a lot of people and they have to be very careful because they don't want the snake going loose and attacking anybody. And this is why this is outlawed in India. They do not allow possession of deadly or poisonous snakes, but people are so in love with doing this. It's their passion to do it, and they still do it. Um, the performances are really amazing. Um, lots of people come and see them, or, you know, they make a big profit off of this, the performers. They actually, this actually is a business, a professional business, even though it's outlawed. But uh, yeah, that's basically all I have for you guys today. About snake um, charming. I'm curious though, so if it's outlawed and there is a street performer, and let's just say there's po a policeman walking down the street, uh, will the police just arrest the snake charmer or how does that work? Usually they'll check if they have a permit because, you know, they'll, if they're professional, they'll usually have a permit 
to um, possess a deadly or poisonous snake. But if they don't have a permit, unfortunately, they will have to take the snake away from the performer and won't get the, the magnificent experience to see it. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this whole act just sounds so dangerous. Is there any anti-venom? Yes, usually the performer, they have a crew or a set and there's anti-venom nearby because if a performer gets uh, bitten, which is very, very unfortunate, because these guys spend so much time working on it, so much time, just putting so much time into it. And yeah, they don't want to die. <laughs> yeah. Um, how large are the crowds usually? The crowds could be between, you know, five or 10 people to hundreds or thousands of people. It, it's a really popular tourist attraction, like I said, and it's just, it's wonderful to see. Do the performers uh, use any different kinds of snakes other than cobras, or is only cobras able to be risen out of the basket with this type of music? Well, I'm curious if I could do this with like a garden snake or something. <laughs> well, what's what's unique about the the cobra? Why they use it? It has a special hood, and it just adds the effect to it. And like I said before, also it originates in ancient Egypt, and they they use cobras because cobras are one of the most venomous snakes in the whole entire world. And they kind of want to follow the tradition and, you know, it just adds that special effect, that, that adrenaline rush. Yeah, I guess so it wouldn't look as cool with a really little tiny snake yeah. slithering out. <laughs> little, little corn snake or something. <laughs> um, you talked about this being a lot in India. I'm curious, is snake charming popular anywhere else in the world, do you happen to know? Um, I mean, it... I actually don't know, but I would assume, I would assume it would be everywhere because it's, it's, I wouldn't understand why people would want to do it. It's really, it looks really awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, do the performers need any experience before attempting this? You talked about them having a lot of passion. I'm kind of wondering like what would draw somebody to hire a, or buy a cobra snake and then try to start playing music to it. <laughs> Well, the, the performer does need to have experience because if he gets bitten, him or her gets bitten, it will be bad. And you have to know how to control the snake. You got to know the right tune to play. And um, for what you said before, yeah, like the passion would be loving snakes, basically. I mean, I love snakes, but I wouldn't really have the heart to go up to a king cobra and, you know, be face to face with it and have... It could be, it's a liability. You know, you can get bitten and you there's a chance you could die. So passionate about their snake charming. Yeah, I right. think that's really, really interesting too because you say that it has to be a specific tune. So I wonder how they came up with this tune just back in the ancient day. I'm sure it took a lot of practice, but what kind of music is played? Is it always a flute? It's actually not a flute. It's it's actually called a punga. I think I'm pronouncing uh, that right. It's it's a yeah, special yeah. instrument made in India, especially for the snake charming. Is it similar to a flute, or what kind of instrument is it? If you could compare it to um, one that we very, might be familiar with. It's yeah, it's it's very similar to a flute, like a wind instrument. Okay. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, and so, do the snake sizes vary, would you say? Or do you think that they're uh, basically all the same size? Like, basically, how big are the snakes that the performers use? Well, the bigger, the better. You know, when I like, the bigger the snake, the more afraid people will be, the more magnificent the, the performance will be. I mean, like a, 
one foot skinny snake is not going to really scare anybody, but you know, a five or six foot venomous snake that's hissing and has huge fangs might intimidate somebody. <laughs> so I'm just wondering, I know we were talking about a corn snake and very little snakes earlier. So can you hypnotize? A rattlesnake or something that isn't as large as a cobra, or does it only work on these large snakes? As far as I'm, it is mainly used on a king cobra, um, that's the only ones I've really seen. I looked up a couple videos on the internet, and the only the main thing I've seen is king cobras. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. Um, so you talk about how they, these performances can have like tons of people or they can have a small amount of um, people. And I'm kind of curious also, how long are these performances? Like, would you just walk past if you saw them on a street and see, watch them for a couple of minutes? Or is it like an hour long show? Like how long? Sometimes, sometimes there can be scheduled uh, performances, like uh, scheduled performances. But uh, other times, mainly you'll just see, you'll just walk across the street and you'll see... A, a little street performer making a snake rise out of a basket. <laughs> wow, it's really, really cool. yeah, it's very, very cool to think about how different cultures are and to think that this happens all the time over in India because I have yeah. not seen it yet in America. I don't think it's quite caught on, but maybe, maybe <laughs> soon because it sounds very, very cool. So it's really a shame, actually, that the cobra can end up killing the master or whoever is playing the music, especially because that performer seems very, very dedicated to this music. So yeah. could they possibly milk the poison out of the cobra, or is there any way that maybe they could really stop this poisoning? Some performers, actually, there's there's a couple methods that they use to keep it a little bit safe, but... Sometimes they will actually, unfortunately, sew the cobra's mouth shut. Oh, that's, that's very unfortunate. Or they'll pull out their fangs or, yeah, like you said, um, milk, milk the venom out of them, yes. Or take the venom glands out of their mouth. Wow. Well, this is very, very interesting. Thank you so much. Unfortunately, we are out of time. I'm Caitlin Darrow. Thanks, Isaiah, for all the information on these special snakes. In our next segment, we'll find out more from what happens behind the scenes at concerts with former Express Yourself host Stephen Zhao. Hang on, everyone, because you do not want to miss this radio veteran. And I'm Kai Kelly. Make sure to visit us at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com. Thanks a lot, Isaiah. And check us out on Tumblr at www.btsyaradio.tumblr.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Steven. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. 
Now there's a new destination for video content, VoiceAmerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Caitlin Darrow. And I'm Kai Kelly. So today's show features a subject of real interest to almost every teen, music and concerts. So we all buy tickets to these grand events and enjoy the show. But a lot of us don't really know what goes on behind the scenes. Our very own Steven Zhao, who is one of the original hosts and administrator on Express Yourself, is someone who actually works soundboards and lighting and experiences the scene and commotion behind the curtain. Steven is joining us today to give us an inside look of what really transpires before the first note is blasted. And for all of you who may not know, Steven wrote and plays the guitar for our theme song. Hi Steven, we are so thrilled to have you back on Express Yourself. I am glad to be back. And hey, I was actually just listening to the show the other week and I saw that you guys are still using the theme song, which I'm quite amused at and very pleased uh, to hear. <laughs> yes, of course, we were. It is fantastic. I actually did not know that you had played it and written it. So that's really cool news. Well, yeah, I had some help with it, obviously. Um, Courtney Tran, who was on the show originally, also helped out with that. So some credits go to her. <laughs> Can't that's take very cool. Myself. So you guys, uh, I noticed you guys were talking about concerts and designs and and music this week. And I just had to jump in for this one segment because uh, what a lot of people don't really see is that we have, they go to this concert and they have this image of all these people cheering on the music and the music sounding really, really good. That's true. But what really really happens behind the scenes is a whole nother picture. There's so much. It's really, really interesting. And I love doing it. How so, yeah, I think it's involved. Sorry, I keep, Go keep interrupting you, Caitlin. But how did you get involved with all of this back behind the scenes type of stuff? Okay, so this is what we call it is audio engineering. And this I actually got involved with at my church where they every weekend for the Sunday sermons, we need someone in the back basically organizing the live songs and organizing all the music and the speakers and everything. And that takes sound knowledge. And it's basic, basic sound knowledge for that kind of work where it's just unmuting and muting channels. But as I got more used to that, once I got to Pepperdine University, I started working with the sound department there and it got to involve a lot more things. Like, for example, we run the weekly sound channel for one of the speakers that comes every week in the Wednesday mornings. And that involves actually a surprising amount of work, getting the sound to, getting the speaker to sound good 
given that he's speaking to a, a huge audience, about 200 people in this giant room, and usually when a speaker speaks in a room, it gets really messy because the sound doesn't sound too good when all the, the, the room is so big that the sound keeps bouncing off the walls, and it just sounds really messy. And there's a lot of work behind the scenes making it sound crisp and clean there. That's yeah, really that, interesting. That yeah. is really, really interesting. And I'm just curious, how do you learn this? Is there a learning curve, or can anyone do this? Um, I would say... Anyone can start, but there is a learning curve. There is a place where you have to really enjoy it before to get to the doing it on a more professional level because uh, eventually it gets to the point where, first of all, the equipment costs a ridiculous amount of money, so you have to really want to do it for your livelihood and your career, which I don't. I just do it as a hobby, but knowing that is that the exp there's learning curve in what you have to know and the equipment you have to know and then there's of course the cost curve in that you have to spend the money to understand what you're using and so obviously you're talking on air now and you're not doing the sound checks and the monitors and all that type of stuff on this radio show but do you like saying would you like would you say that you like on or behind the scenes better I actually would say behind the scenes. And the reason I say that is really interesting because I like performing. I like talking in front of people and I like doing stuff like this. And as a result, I know that oftentimes it just, I enjoy it so much that sometimes I have to take the time and be behind the scenes and do the work that people appreciate, but no one really sees until there's a mistake. That's actually a joke among sound designers. Everyone says the sound person is the one that you don't notice unless something messes up, which is mostly <laughs> true, frankly. So. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. And I think that it's really cool, too, especially because I know that a lot of people, or at least I know that I don't know too much about audio engineering. So can you describe to us some of the tactics that you've learned about audio engineering and what they sound like to the average event attendee? Yes, of course. So let's say an average concert. And this is one uh, particular concert I actually worked sound. I, I was assistant sound manager for, so I didn't do the main things, but I did quite a lot of the other stuff behind the scenes. And the average experience for a concert is you get there like half an hour early, get in line, you go there, and the music starts. What you don't realize is for about five to six hours beforehand, this is for like a normal one to two hour concert, for about five or six hours beforehand, they're simply setting up and getting all the channels mixed together and getting everything sound checked. Everybody has to go on and check their microphones, check their instruments, make sure it all sounds good. All of that stuff has to be done. It's not just that. It's not about what the audience hears either. It's also what the players hear. One of the most big, dif the biggest difficulty really for sound designers in concert is getting the concert players to hear what they want to hear so they know what they're playing. This is a system called monitors. What we use is mini speakers that either go into the uh, musician's ear or into a speaker on the floor in the stage that you can't really see. And that is mixing an entirely different sound on its own. For each of the mix, the monitors on the stage, we have to adjust it to each individual musician on the stage, their preference, what they want to hear, what they need to hear. For example, the lead guitarist is going to need a lot of drums in his monitor. Otherwise, he's going to get off in terms of the tempo. So we need to turn up the drums really high while turning down most everything else so he can hear the beat and go with that. At the same time, the drummer needs to make sure that he's not going way too fast for the lead guitarist or someone. So what he needs is both the lead guitarist and the bassist because the bass actually provides that downward beat rhythm that you find in a lot of concerts. So that's a lot of the stuff behind just getting it to work. When you uh, get it to sound 
good and better. There's a lot of other stuff behind that also. I'll get into that later. You guys can, if you have any other questions. You, so you, you're talking a lot about like the downbeat. You are talking about the keeping the rhythm. And you, there's obviously a lot of reasoning behind what um, what sounds you put onto the, each mic. So do you think an engineer would need to be very musically oriented? Or is that a skill that you need just to be, have that, that background in music in order to be an audio engineer? It's a benefit, but I won't say that it's a requirement. Most of the sound engineers I do, like my boss in the sound department, they all are musically oriented. They've done choir or they've done their own recording of songs before. So they know what they're doing musically. But I have met quite a few people who really don't know. I have one friend who's one of the sound engineers from my church before I took over. And he basically did not know any note apart from the other. He was completely tone deaf and he had no idea what music was, but somehow he was able to do it fine. So you can approach it from a completely analytical aspect also. So for example, let's see, um, if I'm talking about music, I can say, oh, these two notes sound good together. The harmony sounds good. That's what a musically inclined person might say. However, someone who approaches it from a completely analytical aspect can say these two notes are two different sound waves that I recognize and those sound waves work together well. For example, the concert tone is A and that's 440 hertz. You can, someone who approaches it from an analytical aspect can simply say, this person is playing at 440 hertz, this person is playing at 500 hertz, and I need to make sure the 500 doesn't over, doesn't drown out the 440. It's a lot more complicated, so that's why I say it's a benefit to be musically inclined, but it's not a requirement. This is just so fascinating because I really have absolutely no experience with audio engineering, as I said before, but it seems like such a thrilling and exciting career and hobby. So what are some of your favorite things about this field and what makes it so exciting? <laughs> um, well, first of all, I'm going to say that it is a weird field. It's hard to get into and it's not very much advertised. So it's not something that people would normally hear about. And that ties into why I enjoy it so much because it enables other performers and it is that thing that's often forgotten at times. And, uh, but the other thing is that it's the essential backbone. Basically, if you don't have a sound engineer for anything, music, speaker, concert, anything, you can't really get it done. Like you can talk without a microphone, I guess, but in the end for anything more than just a small event, you need a sound engineer there. And that's why I enjoy it so much because it's someone that's required but not noticed quite as much. It's not as much pressure in that you have to perform in front of a bunch of people, but there is the pressure because people need you and they really do value. All right, so really quickly before we sign off, we've been talking a lot about recording and all these really interesting parts of engineering. Um, our producer, and we, Kaylin and I probably agree, it's probably time that you wrote us a new song for Express Yourself as well. So do you have any thoughts on a new theme song now that we have broadcast 78 shows and are still going strong? Thank you for putting me on the spot for that. Now I have to say that I'll think about a new song. Um, yeah. It actually is a good idea. It has been quite a long time. It's been like almost two, uh, a year and a half, a little over a year and a half, almost two years. So it is time probably that we can think into going into a new song, especially one that's maybe longer and more designed because the previous one was only guitar and vocals. So I'll definitely think about that and I'll keep Express Yourself in touch for that. Oh, we would love that. <laughs> We're sorry, but we are out of time right now. Thank you so much, Stephen, for enlightening us with the From the Back experiences. Make sure you write a new theme song for us. We would really appreciate it and love it. So 
We are so, so glad that you came back and do not be a stranger. Yeah, thank you so much, Stephen. We definitely do miss you at Express Yourself. I'm Kai Kelly. And I'm Caitlin Darrow, and we're your teen host for today. During the break, visit our creative community at btsya.com. Express Yourself Teen Radio will be right back. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. I went to Paramore concert. And they were on tour with a few other people as well. And it was an outdoor concert. So people did get a little bit out of hand. But luckily, there was a lot of security there. So I did feel safe. But out of control fans is something that uh, you really have to watch out for. And a lot of people get very excited. I know that I'm just so thrilled to be at a concert. But some people, they just get a little bit too much where I know that I've seen people run on stage and try to hug the singer. And that's never, ever ended well. So um, that's something that I have seen a lot. Uh, and I do not suggest doing. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, and then the, there's other things to worry about, like mosh pits, hot weather. I know my friends and I were discussing going to a dispatch concert a couple of weeks ago, and we were also thinking about going to Passion Pit. Um, and we were one of the things that we were worried about is that a lot of these bigger venues or these bigger names, like for example, if you went to a Selena Gomez concert, um, so a lot of times what can happen is that people can go, or a Pretty Lights actually is a really good example, that um, all of the teenagers are really excited, and then they all go to the center, and it's uh, can be kind of gross and hot and sweaty like that, but it's also can be kind of dangerous just because there are so many people in such a small space. So definitely 
going to a concert is an amazing experience and seeing those celebrities up close is awesome. But we also have to probably, and Caitlin, I'm sure you're well aware of this, is basically just stay safe and make sure that you avoid those giant moshing pits, basically. Yeah, like we don't want to, we don't want to disencourage you from going because it really is an amazing experience. But the mosh pits can be extremely dangerous. I know that people have gotten trampled in them. I've heard of just horror stories where people have literally died because everyone was just so out of control. So just really try to stay safe and you can have a ton of fun without losing your life over it. So just keep that in mind. Yes, for sure. Um, so besides the danger of concerts, we probably want to do touch on the concert essentials. The stuff that I can think about off the top of my head would definitely be my own water bottle, especially if you're going to an outdoor concert or maybe an, a concert that's like, older um with for maybe like i don't want to say more mature concert but like a concert like where you're expecting more adults um you do want to carry around your own water bottle for sure for safety reasons as well as for staying hydrated um for me as well i always like to keep um I always have this app on my phone called find my iphone and that way i can keep track of my friends who are with me at the concert and as well as if my phone gets lost as well so those are two little essentials that i think are really important at any concert yes and bringing your own water is great because you will save a lot of money i know that they always tend to overcharge a bit when it comes to souvenirs or food or water so try to pack that i know that some venues do not allow you to bring in outside food so i would call and maybe ask beforehand and just try to be prepared maybe bring a granola bar too and you'll be all set yeah for sure so unfortunately we are out of time again but that was a lot of fun to just discuss briefly about concerts we want to give a special shout out of graduate to to our amazing network director of voice america kids Perry Damone, and I know I just mispronounced his last name, and to our fabulously talented and patient broadcast director, Bruce. Yes, thank you guys so, so much. We really appreciate all the work that you do. I'm Caitlin Darrow, and we want to hear your thoughts, and we want to answer your questions. So email us at btsyateenradio at gmail.com. And again, that's btsyateenradio at gmail.com. Check out our radio site at Express yourselfteenradio.com and our creative community site at btsya.com. You can upload your creative works at our site for free. Get involved with Be The Star You Are charity. Buy books and t-shirts in our store. Sign up for our free newsletter and make a donation to keep Be The Star You Are alive. You've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. Thank you for always tuning in every week. And thanks to Star Style Productions for producing this show. Thanks to our guests from across the world. And thanks especially to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. It has been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program on Express Yourself. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks to our great guests. And until next week, remember, express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine. Between the lines, if you would let yourself go, find some place you remember. My name. Have you?
Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the Tech Team, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. 